Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics DFS Rundown. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I am your host, John June, and welcome into the DFS Rundown Week 6. Let's get right to it. Uh, As always, going to go through the cash game picks. Uh, some GPP picks as well, then go through one or two value plays at, at uh, each position. Uh, then we're going to go through uh, some of the games that I'm targeting, some of the offenses I'm targeting on both FanDuel and DraftKings. So let's jump right in, man. Uh, first up, going at the quarterback position, my cash game quarterback this week. Now we got no Josh Allen, uh, no Patrick Mahomes either, uh, Kyler Murray, Dak's gone for the year. Uh, I mean, Cowboys are playing on Monday night anyway. We've got four teams on by. So our options are a bit limited this week. Salaries also a bit tighter, especially on FanDuel. Um, so we, maybe we can't afford to pay up at quarterback like we have been uh, the first five, the first few weeks of the season. So my cash game, my cash game quarterback here is going to be Matthew Stafford. 7,300 on FanDuel, 6,300 on DK. Going up against Jacksonville, who's a top seven matchup against the uh, position, against the quarterback position over the last three weeks and on the year even. So Jacksonville as a defense, allowing the top five uh, touchdown rate to the position. They're 31st uh, in sack in sack rate. Uh, and with Galladay back in the lineup and healthy, the deep ball should be coming, man. In weeks one and two, with no Galladay, Stafford had a 9.0 A dot or averaged up the target. In weeks three to four, with Galladay back in the lineup, that averaged up the target was 9.7. So I like the upside here from Stafford, who had four 300 yard games last year in just eight games and has yet to have one so far through three games, while the Jags have given up um, or have allowed opposing uh opposing teams to pass for 300 yards three times through the five games already this year so cash game quarterback matt stafford also my start of the week so uh gotta love that one there gpp quarterback this week it's gonna be cam newton he's 8k on d on FanDuel, 6500 on dk makes a nice price pivot to deshaun watson who is the other elite mobile quarterback on the slate with Jackson not being fully healthy right now. Lamar Jackson, that is. This offense ran through Cam Newton the first few weeks of the year outside of the Las Vegas uh, Raiders game, but he's back and he's healthy. And with the Pats having a 27.5 point t- implied team total uh, and 8.5 point favorites, this should be a prime Cam spot. He may very well be the forgotten man with missing the last two weeks and, and not giving you a great fantasy outing in the game against the Raiders. 
But know this, Cam Newton is only second uh, to Russell Wilson in terms of fantasy points per drop back, not to mention the matchup against Denver who give up the ninth most fantasy points to the quarterback position and have given up at least 19 fantasy points per game uh, to or 19 fantasy points in each game to quarterbacks this year. My value quarterback this week is going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's 7,400 on FanDuel, 5,900 on DK. Gets a take on the New York Jets, who are giving up the 10th most passing yards, our bottom 10 in sack rate, and of quarterbacks on the main slate right now. Fitzpatrick is 5th in pass attempts inside the 10-yard line. So the Dolphins having their highest implied team total of the year so far at 28.5 points. Uh, Fitzpatrick is on fire right now, and I have very little doubt that the Jets are going to be the ones to put him out. Moving on to the running back position, cash game running back Alexander Madison is the one here for me. He's medium priced at 7K on FanDuel and 7200 on DK. He's filling in for Dalvin Cook, and, and the timing couldn't be better for him as he gets an Atlanta defense that has given up the ninth most fantasy points to the running back position, and Madison is expected to be used in a workhorse role that Dalvin Cook was utilized in, even in the past game where Cook had an 11% target share on the year. We saw Madison get three targets on Sunday against Seattle, and he even had a game in which he saw 16% target share early in the earlier in the year. So they have confidence in him there, which is nice because Atlanta is giving up 8.6 catches per game to the running back position. So got to be confident in Madison in the good matchup here. And then moving on to my GPP running back, uh, running backs, I should say, because I've got two here. Uh, Aaron Jones, he's 8,200 on FanDuel and 7,600 on DK. We have no Alvin Kamara or Zeke Elliott on the main slate. Dalvin Cook is injured. Derek Henry is the type, uh, the top priced uh, running back who is a, in a great spot. So obviously, you know, you, know, you want to play him this week. But Jones, who is in a perceived bad matchup against Tampa Bay, is one of the best players on this Packers offense. So, like my like my guy Greg Penniman said, this is going to be a stars game, and Aaron Jones definitely fits that criteria in a game with a 54.5 point total, and the Packers are one point favorites with an implied total of almost 28 points. My other GPP pick at the running back position is going to be Jonathan Taylor. He's 7,300 on FanDuel, 6,400 on DK. He's been a bit, uh, a bit disappointing as the running back 21 on FanDuel over the last three weeks and the running back 31 on DK over that same time span. But in week five, he had a 75% running back rush share, which was his highest since week two when he saw 28 touches. The Colts lost last week and threw the ball 65% of the time, Well, but we need to see that number closer to the 40% that it was in week two. Uh, and this matchup sets up perfect for that. Is Cincinnati is actually a decent pass defense, but they struggle as a run defense. So this is a, a nice get-right spot here for the Indianapolis run game. And I think Jonathan Taylor, if we can see him get that touch number back, uh, Jonathan Wilkins, or Jordan Wilkins, I should say, uh, he's the backup running back, or one of the backup running backs, along with Naheem Hines. He's also banged up with a, with a calf injury as well. So if we see... Jonathan Taylor get the 75% running back rush share along with this Colts offense getting back to 60% run 
Uh, that's more opportunities for Jonathan Taylor to make plays along with the goal line opportunities that he's already been getting. And then moving on to my value picks at the running back position, because, again, I've got two of them. There's a lot of good plays at the running back position. Uh, there's a lot of options to be able to build uh, lineups, especially you know medium options, low options. But these two uh, value guys I have here, uh, and there's actually even more that we'll, we'll cover in a little bit, but the first one, David Montgomery, 5,900 on FanDuel, 5,800 on DK. Carolina, since last year, is still giving it up to the running back position, allowing the most fantasy points, the most touchdowns, and the most receptions to the running back position. And Montgomery had a 19.6% target share last week, which was the highest, his highest total of the year, his highest target share of the year, and has been the eighth highest, or has seen the eighth highest running back rush share over the last three weeks of all running backs on the main slate. So the Bears here, they're one point underdogs, but I actually believe they win this game and that Montgomery will be a main factor as to why. My other guy that I'm going with is Miles Gaskin. Again, another another start of the week here for me, but he's 5,700 on FanDuel, 5,400 on DK. This guy is just cheap, cheap, cheap volume on both sites. He's sixth in touches per game at the running back position over the last three weeks. He's fifth at the running back position in target share with 18% during that span as well. The Dolphins have by far their largest implied team total at 28.5 points, like I previously mentioned. So last week, we saw Jordan Howard also be a healthy scratch. And so Miles Gaskin ended up with with all the goal line work there as well. So before we were afraid of him not being able to get that touchdown upside, but now he's getting that touchdown upside. And so add that to his floor, 5,700 on FanDuel, 5,400 on DK. That is just cheap, cheap, cheap stuff, man. And uh, I mean, I, I am a Jets fan. Hurts to pile it on, but hey, might as well make some money off of it if I'm going to do that. Cash game wide receiver, moving on to the receiver position, but my cash game wide receiver is Adam Thielen, 7,400 on FanDuel, 7,300 on DK. He leads the league in target share with 34%, and it's his uh, 35% over the last three weeks, which, again, still leads the league, seeing an average of nine targets per game during that three-week span and 10 in the last two games or 10 in each of the last two games, I should say. He's the only player in the league currently seeing more than 50% of his team's air yards and more than 30% of the team's targets and gets to go up against an Atlanta defense that is a top-eight matchup for the wide receiver position on both sides. And if the Atlanta offense shows up in this one, then we get a shootout that adds to that upside for Thielen in this one, who is 7-for-7 in the red zone which is five more targets than any other player on the Minnesota Vikings. And those seven red zone receptions have led to five red zone touchdowns. So when they get down there, they're either handing the ball off to Alexander Madison or they're throwing the ball to Adam Thielen. So got to gotta love him this week. My next guy, again, I've got two guys here at the wide receiver position. Kenny Galladay, again, another start of the week here for me. 7,200 on FanDuel, 6,200 on DK. He saw a 27.6% target share in their last game after seeing a 22.6% target share in the previous game. He also saw a slight uptick in both snaps and percentage of routes per team drop back in in, uh, the the previous game as well. So hopefully he can get to the 90% mark in both of those categories 
coming off the bye here. Uh, and again, as I said uh, yesterday in the, in the uh, starts of the week segment, as per PFF, he's expected to line up across Jacksonville cornerback Chris Claybrooks, who is giving up 2.24 yards per coverage snap, which is the fourth highest total in the league. So yeah, in a game where the Jags have uh, are their impli- their highest implied team total of the year. Um, you know, the, there's a good matchup. He's getting healthier. They're coming off a bye week. All this, all of this, set in my sets up in my opinion for Kenny Galladay to have a, a really good week this week. Moving on to my GPP pick at the wide receiver position, that's going to be Marquise Hollywood Brown. He is 6,300 on Fanduel, 6,500 on DK. This one is a is a pure upside play right here, but not entirely because he's fourth on the main slate with a 27% target share. Third in market share of air yards, third in air yards left on the field, but only scored one touchdown so far this year on 36 targets. And that touchdown, which came last week, was in the red zone. So I think there's more meat on the bone here. Uh, Last week, we saw Lamar only rush for two attempts, and that led to uh, Brown seeing a a season-high 10 targets. And he gets to go up against Philadelphia, who is a top-eight matchup for the wide receiver position on both sites. So we could get this blow-up Hollywood game coming. Uh, I know it's going to be a little, it might be a little bit tough on FanDuel, but, or on, you know, on DraftKings with the reception total, but, um, or with the full point PPR. But, you know, again, 10 targets last week. I think we can bite the bullet here and, you know, fourth on the main slate in, tar- in target share. And again, if Lamar can't run in this pass volume, is getting larger that 27% target share that's only means more targets for for Brown here so I uh, really like that next up at the value picks I have two of them again AJ Brown is 6500 on FanDuel 5600 on DK and his first game back on Tuesday against Buffalo he was immediately integrated as the top weapon in the offense seeing almost 35% of the team targets in week 5 he went over 100 yards and a touchdown in, in both games against Houston last year. And Ryan Tannehill, T- Tannehill has been money since he's taken over as the starter for Tennessee. So in this game that has a high total, has expect a little back and forth here. Gotta love A.J. Brown. And then the next um, wide receiver that I have here for my value wide receiver, gotta be Chase Claypool. 5,500 on FanDuel, 5,200 on DK. You know, coming into this week, he was definitely intriguing for sure coming off the the four-touchdown game and the cheap price. But now you add the fact that Deontay Johnson will be out this week with the back injury. Expect Claypool to be highly rostered, and rightfully so, coming off a game where he saw 11 targets and a 32.4% target share. And then you add on top of that, that Cleveland has been pretty good against the run this year, and they just haven't been really good against the pass. So you add that Big Ben, maybe throwing the ball more. Uh, Juju will most likely eat from the slot, but Chase Claypool, he's that boom play, that big, that big play on the outside. So definitely got to love Claypool this week, especially at that cheap price. Moving on to the tight end position. Cash game tight end this week. It's got to be Jonu Smith. He's 5,800 on FanDuel, 5,200 on DK. He's the number one tight end on on the main slate in target share over the last three weeks. And he's first in, in targets per game at seven during that span as well. He's been money as the top tight end on this slate. 
in point per game on both sites. So, you know, you got to start this guy up against Houston. And then uh, my GPP pick at the tight end position, going to be Mark Andrews. 7,600 on FanDuel, 6,500 on DK. And he's in a great spot against this Philadelphia defense. That is a top five matchup for the tight end position on both sides. They've allowed a league high 86.5% catch rate to the tight end position. And no tight end has a higher market share of their team air yards than Mark Andrews, who owns 27% of Baltimore's air yards. So, yeah, you'll have to pay up. But again, like I say every week, if you want to differentiate your lineup in a large field tournament, you got to pay up at a position like tight end or quarterback as it forces you into different lineup constructions. But then my value pick at the tight end position, um, if you want to, um, you know, I guess pay down a little bit or even pivot from Jonu Smith, uh, Mike Gusecki, my guy is 5,600 on FanDuel, 5,500 on DK. He's my start of the week, my breakout tight end on the year. So you know I got to bring my guy up. He cooked the Jets last year in their first matchup, going 6 for 95 and a touchdown. And they had Jamal Adams on that team. The Jets are giving up the sixth highest catch rate allowed to tight ends and the sixth highest touchdown rate allowed per target to the tight end position. And Gasecki leads the, the Dolphins team or this Dolphins team in red zone targets with seven which is tied for fourth at the position, and he's third on this team in target share over the last three weeks. So you gotta love this man in this matchup against the Jets, which again they're they're high they're getting their highest implied team total of the year. Now moving on to the defense and special teams, cash game pick here, plain and simple, New England Patriots defense and special teams, forty eight hundred on FanDuel, forty one hundred on DK. Bill Belichick has had so much extra time to prepare for this game now, and they're eight and a half point favorites at home. So yeah, this one makes too much sense for me. Uh, my GPP pick at the defense and special teams position is going to be Miami. I, I, you look, I know it sounds like I'm a Dolphins fan this week, but I I, I don't know what it is. Uh, but at least I'm being honest to y'all. Uh, Miami love them this week. They're nine and a half point favorites at home against the New York Jets. Forty four hundred on Fanduel. 2900 on DK. In my opinion, I think they're the player of the week on DK. Um, value pick at the defensive special teams position. Detroit, 3400 on FanDuel, 3K on DK. Uh, DJ Shark, he's questionable with this ankle, so he, there's a possibility he might not play. And we saw how bad this Jacksonville offense was without him. Um, you know, this is still a bit risky here. Uh, but Jacksonville does allow pressure to the quarterback, and Detroit has been getting pressure at a high rate. So if you're looking for some salary savings, especially on FanDuel, uh, Detroit can provide that for you. Um, now moving forward into the games that I'm looking to target, I think for me, I'm looking at uh, that Houston and Tennessee game. I love both quarterbacks on both sites. I like both passing attacks. A.J. Brown, John U. Smith, Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, even Randall Cobb. Absolutely love Derrick Henry this week. Obviously, there's always the fear that he gets game scripted out, but Houston is terrible against the run, so a game stack here with pieces from this game makes a ton of sense. Uh, now, obviously, you can target the other games with the higher totals like Atlanta versus Minnesota, Jacksonville versus Detroit, and Tampa Bay versus Green Bay, uh, but all those games have... You know, things about them that give me pause. 
and with high ownership expected in those games because of the totals, I preferred to just maybe target specific pieces from these games and do some light light stacks that way instead of going in on a full game stack. For example, instead of having to rely on a full game stack, including Cousins, maybe I just take Madison and Thielen, and instead of trying to bring it back with Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley, I just bring it back with Calvin Ridley. You know, Julio will be available in this game, but I'm not going to trust the hamstring or, or you know what and what his availability or lack of availability could do to Matt Ryan. I'm not trying to take that risk, um, nor do I really need to in a week like this. So, uh, you know, Jacksonville, Detroit, I, w- I was really all in on this game to start this week, but Shark's ankle seems like it, it could keep him out or limited. And so that caps the upside for me in this game on the Jacksonville side. I still like James Robinson. LaVisca Chenault, you know, makes sense as well. But I like other guys in his price range a bit better. Uh, but that's just my personal preference. On the Detroit side, I love Matthew Stafford. Obviously, he's priced low enough where he should be able to bring back a good good value without any, without any problems there. And, of course, Kenny G. Um, but there are two other pieces in this game that I also really like. The first one, that is TJ Hawkinson. Greg started the week in a great spot this week. But I, I also really do like DeAndre Swift this week as well. He was more involved uh, before in week four, uh, playing his highest snap share since week one. The lines are coming out of the bye, and that is the perfect time to integrate rookies into your scheme and game plans, a la Chase Claypool last week with the Steelers. So he's someone I'm sprinkling into lineups. Not a whole lot, but, but some of them. And obviously we know his role He's got the uh, pass, the pass down role and the pass catching role in that offense. Had a near 14% target share in their in their previous game, and so you know we know Adrian Peterson was dealing with an illness this week. Carry um, on Johnson played his lowest snap share of the of the year in week four. So maybe, 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 just maybe this backfield could be trending to DeAndre Swift in. Um, you know, as as this season, as we get deeper into this year, which I'm actually be looking to buy if in in redraft if I could. But moving on to the Tampa Bay versus Green Bay, I like to attack this game uh, in a couple ways, depending on how you feel, really, to be honest, because uh, it's so hard to pinpoint for me. But these are two uh, of the top quarterbacks in the game in terms of Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Rodgers has, has been. Uh, or Rodgers has the more difficult matchup with a tough Tampa Bay defense, but I'm comfortable going Rodgers, Adams, and, and Aaron Jones. That trio should have, um, I mean, again, I don't project ownership or rostership or uh, percentages or anything like that, but uh, just, you know, just going by what, I, what I've been, um, you know, just the stuff that I see on, on Twitter and, uh, what people might be thinking about this matchup and, you know, this Tampa Bay defense uh, in terms of, you know, fantasy points given up to each position. Uh, this trio could have a lower uh, roster ship for a game with the, with this high of a total, um, you know, but on the Tampa Bay side, they are, they are in a really good spot. Tampa Bay, that is from, from Tom Brady to Chris Godwin to Mike Evans and Ronald Jones. Green Bay has been giving up fantasy points to all those positions, and so this game has some real shootout potential. 
if Rodgers and Green Bay can attack on the other side, uh, despite, again, the difficult matchup with this Tampa Bay defense. But I like the Tampa Bay pieces regardless. So uh, going with one or two of them throughout other lineups or throughout lineups isn't the worst idea either. Um, And another thing is maybe you don't have to pay up for Rodgers. Maybe you can pay up for Adams and Jones because, you know, we've seen, obviously, if if uh, Rodgers, you know, Rodgers can not have a, a great game per se from a from a box score perspective, but we could see Jones and uh, at Devontae Adams both ha- both have really productive games. So maybe you fade Aaron Rodgers and you could roster Brady, who we know has the upside or has the, the good matchup on the other side. Um and, you know, you could get exposure to that game. So there's, a, you know, quite a few different things that you could do um, in terms of offenses that I'm targeting. You know, I, you know, I'm going all in on the Dolphins this week between Ryan Fitzpatrick, Devontae Parker, Miles Gaskin. Uh, that covers most of their of their offensive production right there. Obviously, I love the spot Mike Isecki is in this week. And, and then I also love the, the Miami Dolphins defense as well. So you can. Uh, even bring this back with Crowder, who is a top three receiver in points per game on both sites, and it, it is still actually pretty undervalued on both sites. Um, and in terms of some stacks that I like this week, again, I talk about it. Uh, I talk about it earlier in the year. Uh, I think I said said it one time with the Lamar Jackson Baltimore Ravens stack, um, but I had mentioned something about a Cam Newton New England Patriots stack in Week One, I believe that was, and I think we're think we can get that again this week uh they're eight and a half point favorites at home against the denver broncos uh that game i know is still in question with uh the patriots had some uh positive tests on their practice practice squad or uh actually i don't even think it was their practice squad um I believe that they actually had people on their active roster uh, like sony michelle uh, who actually is on injured reserve but shaq mason who's their right guard He's on their active roster. I believe he he ended up on the COVID reserve list. Um, so, but gonna have to keep an eye out on that game. But one of my favorite stacks this week is the Cam New is Cam Newton, uh, who, like I said, you can play Cam a naked Cam Newton. Don't need to really stack him with with any weapons. Uh, Julian Edelman don't really need to do that. Uh, Sony or you know Damian Harris is really no need. James White really no need. Um, because, you know, if, if Cam Newton rushes for two, three touchdowns or, you know, rushes for one, throws for two, or vice versa, uh, and this, this Patriots defense is putting them in, in favorable field position, uh, you know, Drew Locke against this, you know, against Drew Locke in this Broncos offense that's going to be without Noah Fant, already lost Cortland Sutton earlier in the year. Uh, you know, Stephon Gilmore is going to have a, is going to have a field, should have a field day with Jerry Judy, the rookie. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be one of my favorite stacks this week. Um, but I think that's it. I think that's all I got um, in terms of the DFS rundown for week six. Um, but again, y'all, good luck this week. Be safe uh, and have a good weekend, everyone. And we are out.